I was talking with my two teenagers the other day about that quote that goes something along the lines of, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So choose wisely, right? I feel like this is an extremely important thing for, you know, anybody to think about, but teenagers especially. <laughs> like, who are you letting into your head? Who is it that is helping you develop habits or make choices that are going to impact your life in a positive or a negative way? Because if your five closest friends are getting into trouble or slacking off in school or complaining all the time about their parents or their teachers or their bosses or whatever, rather than figuring out how to make it work, you know, get around those obstacles and set goals for themselves and achieve goals in spite of things that are in their way, then who is it in your circle that's going to encourage you to do that? Who is going to encourage you to be the best version of yourself? So, you know, if that's who you're hanging around with, it will eventually drag you down, even if you don't see yourself as being that kind of person. This is sort of the nature of the conversation that we were having. So the advice that I gave them was, you know, if you if that's what you're seeing around you, you need to intentionally spend less time with those people and instead Seek out friendships with people who are going to challenge you and inspire you to be better. And afterward, I was thinking about it. Oftentimes, these conversations with teenagers spur a lot of thoughts, especially in the middle of the night when I can't sleep. <laughs> and uh, it kind of came around, as it often does, to the fact that, you know, what is true in life is also true in our business. If we spend all our time in groups where everyone is negative all the time, complaining about their clients or talking about how no one will pay their prices or whatever the case may be, then what does that do to our mindset, right? And who is encouraging us to be the best version of our photographer selves? Who is supporting our growth in directions that actually make a positive difference? Of course, I know it can be hard to find those positive spaces. In particular, in the online world, it can be a bit of a negative death spiral. So today, as we all get ready to kick off this new year, I want to spend some time recommitting to keeping This Can't Be That Hard a safe, positive space for photographers, and I want to invite you to look at this space as one of your five closest business friends so that you can continue to move forward every day, this new year, and beyond. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. Recently, I had a situation that easily could have spiraled out of control in a very negative way. <laughs> a woman had purchased the Simple Sales Blueprint, my signature course, and she had worked all the way through the course, all the lessons, all the downloads, etc. You know, when I log into the back end of our course platform, I can see how far somebody's gotten in the course. So she had gone through the whole thing. And on the very last day before our refund period, our guarantee period expired, she wrote to ask for a refund. Now, I have, since I introduced this course four years ago, I have maintained a no questions asked refund policy, and I stand by that policy. As long as someone asks before the deadline, we grant a refund without having to, you know, 
make somebody jump through any hoops or prove that they did anything or whatever. It's just, if you decide it's not right for you, then you can have a refund. But regardless, this woman didn't just say, I'd like a refund. She took it upon herself to write this long email explaining how she had gone through the course and she realized that simple sales wasn't for her. She wasn't going to use it. And so she wanted to get her money back. So we gave her her money back. Then a couple of weeks later, I was in our general Facebook group, not the student-specific group, but the one where, you know, anybody can participate. And I saw a new post from the same woman asking a question about pricing. And the question really was very simple sales specific. So, you know, my antenna went up. (laughs) And I ended up kind of going over to her website to poke around and see, like, what she was saying about pricing on the website. And sure enough, there's all kinds of simple sales language all over her page, all over her website, not just sort of general simple sales strategy, but like the language that I teach in the course with some of my templates and all the stuff, you know, demonstrating that she did plan to use the uh, materials that she got in the course. And she was actually building that into her business and then, you know, went on my Facebook group and asked questions about pricing after asking for a refund. So, you know, this is this is sort of an abuse of the refund policy uh, that one invites when one has a no questions asked refund policy. There are plenty of course creators out there who don't offer that kind of thing. And I, <laughs> I understand arguments on both sides. Here is this woman using my words, my language, my strategy, exactly the way that I teach in my paid course after taking a course and asking for a refund for it. So I sat there for a minute and I am not going to lie. Like I was upset. It was, uh, it was pretty annoying. (laughs) I, I huffed and puffed a little bit. I had a bit of a pity party and for a couple of hours, you know, my head was doing that thing where I'd be trying to work on something. And then all of a sudden I would find myself like fantasizing about an email that I might send not to say, okay, now you need to pay for it just to kind of let her know that I knew, but I didn't do that. The fact is we have all been in that situation in one shape or form at some point, right? It's not really all that different from when you have a client who, you know, doesn't buy some photos and then you see later that they have screenshot those photos and they're sharing them on Instagram or whatever. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you know, reach out to them in that situation. This is a different story, but it's super frustrating, right? In this case, it was a little bit different because although I might say that what this woman did was unethical, it really technically did not violate the terms of my refund policy. So as irritated as I felt, instead of taking action in terms of reaching out to her or trying to um, change all my policies or do anything like that, I decided that I just needed to focus on what I could learn in this situation, what lessons I could take moving forward to make my business stronger, better, more secure, etc. Obviously, one of those options would be to change my refund policy. And we are in the process of considering that. Um, We are trying to consider that outside of the context of this one instance. Nothing is happening quickly. Because there's a lot to consider. You know, I don't want to let one bad apple kind of spoil the bunch. And the good news is that in four years, (laughs) I have gotten so few refund requests. And when I have gotten refund requests, most of them really do turn out to be for legitimate reasons. But the situation did get me thinking about some positive changes that I want to make. And they all come back to 
that five people that you spend the most time with idea. So I have been lucky enough over the course of my photography career to build an incredible community of very positive friends in the industry, people who have growth mindsets, people who focus on abundance, even when it's hard. And I credit those people with my own ability to stay the course and let the hard parts mostly roll off my back. Now, as I said, that doesn't mean that I don't feel frustrated, that I don't, you know, get my feelings hurt and have those like write those angry emails in my in my brain. But I feel like I have done a very good job of curbing those feelings, keeping them in check and not holding on to them so long that they become sort of a toxic force in my business. So as we head into the new year with this ever-growing community of photographers around the world, I want to be sure that This Can't Be That Hard continues to be a community that lifts you up and encourages you as you move forward on your photography journey. I have seen a lot of platforms, education platforms, become more and more toxic as they grow. And it's easy to see how that can happen. I mean, the larger a group gets, the harder it can become to moderate conversations and make sure everyone is sort of sticking to the spirit of the, you know, what that educator is trying to hold on to. It takes a lot of work. It takes, honestly, hiring people to make sure that that is being, those rules are being enforced and that the rules are put in place to to sort of keep everyone on the same page. But I am going to be taking steps to do that because I want, in particular, my Facebook group to be a place where you can go and rely on helpful feedback and helpful positive support rather than these toxic threads that sort of devolve into photographer mud fights. I also want my courses to support you, not just in learning what to do or how to do it, but really in tracking your results so that you can clearly see what is and is not working in your business so that you can make the tweaks that are necessary to avoid problems, you know, deal with issues when they come up, all those kinds of things. I feel like Photographers often struggle to, you know, it's like we can put something in place, but we don't often take the time to evaluate that over time. And I'm going to be building that into all of my courses over the course of the year. I also want to continue to and maybe increase my focus on shining a bright light on photographers who are out there killing it, not because I want to stir up feelings of jealousy or make you feel bad if maybe you're not having the same success at that particular time, but instead to show you what is possible and then to show you how to make that possibility a reality in your business. I really do believe that seeing the wins that our peers are having and seeing the possibilities that are out there is one of the best ways to keep our eyes focused on the prize ahead. So this is a short episode. <laughs> I uh, I don't want to sort of beat this to death, but I want this episode, I want this sort of message to be your sign or your invitation, whatever you want to call it, to actively choose to be part of a photography community where people not only lift each other up, but also continue to raise the bar higher in terms of what is possible. I've got big plans around those things for the year ahead. I'm super excited about them. And I'm looking forward to raising the bar even higher in this industry. I really hope that you're excited to be a part of that movement too. Wherever you are on your journey, you are welcome here. I am more committed than ever to 
delivering actionable, inspirational systems and strategies that can make your business better. And as always, I am cheering you on every step of the way. Happy New Year. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.